This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast. I'm your host, Brad. Tonight, Josh isn't with us. He is working a crazy shift at his job, so tonight it's just me. Uh, we do have a familiar voice on the other line. It's Mr. Hey, Dan hey. Perry. That's me from the real down. And uh, we got a guest tonight, uh, Marvin Forte. How you doing? Hey, doing great. Good to see you guys. Good stuff. Well, this episode... Um, we're going to be talking about native kayaks. This is going to be part of a series that we've been doing. Uh, we've covered a couple different brands uh, already. Um, it's native's turn. Uh, we want to get as much info out there to the listeners as much as possible so they can make their choice on what kind of kayak they would like to uh, float. So native, uh, I bring on uh, two, two of the native pro staffs and Dan and Marvin here. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's start off with uh, you, Marvin. Um uh, I guess we can go into your background a little bit. Um, like, uh, tell, tell us where you're from, what you do, and uh, what kind of kayaks you've been in. Sure. Uh, well, I live up in Oregon, just outside of Portland, Oregon now. Uh, I moved here a couple of years ago from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, when I was in Arizona, that's when I got on uh, Native Pro Staff. And I've had uh, like four different kayaks with Native. Um, started with a Slayer 12, moved up to a Manta Ray Propel 12. Uh, I've used the Slayer XC and the Slayer 12, uh, or I'm sorry, and the Titan 10.5. Okay, that, that's uh, cool. Yeah, and this year I've got the uh, Slayer Max coming and the Falcon 11 coming. Yeah, that that's that Slayer Max is what really like 
uh, interests me about this. When, when Dan uh, mentioned you were uh, coming out with this Slayer match, sure. I'm like, oh, man, I want to hear a little bit more about that. So Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I, I love my Manta Ray Propel because it was really lightweight and fast. Uh, it was a really fast pedal kayak. Um, and then when I went to the Titan 10.5, it was like really wide, really stable, but it was not very fast. No. Um, so I'm trying to split the difference with the Slayer Max. I think that's going to give me the speed that I miss on the Manta Ray, but the Manta Ray didn't have a ton of storage and it, it wasn't the most stable kayak. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I never flipped it or anything, but it was, it was plenty stable enough. But I think the Slayer Max would be a little better for standing. Uh, I don't stand a ton when I fish, but, you know, if I'm sight fishing or something, I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be that happy medium, that Goldilocks boat. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned off air, but uh, you said you run tournaments as well, right? I do. I, I run Kayak Fishing Northwest. Uh, we have three divisions where we do tournament series in Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, we've got 21 live events this year and another wow. 20 uh, online events. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy season. It well, sounds like we'll, it. We'll definitely get you on a reel down, too, at some point this year. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I like I said before we went on air here. Uh, yeah, we covered uh, the Washington Trail a couple times. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> uh, interesting because I, I've never really, uh, I guess I've never heard of bass fishing in Washington. I mean, I know I know it exists up there, but <laughs> you don't hear about it. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, uh, you know, the three states. There's a lot of smallmouth in those three states, mm -hmm. uh, but there's also a lot of largemouth. Uh, you know, and I'm really close to the Columbia River. I fish the Columbia a lot. Okay. And, you know, a 20-inch smallmouth is not uncommon there. I, usually you can catch one or two of those a year. And that's that's a big smallmouth. I don't care where you live. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, that's, that's a trophy in Ohio. I, I'm still chasing the 20. I've gotten yeah. close, but I can't okay, Do you ever, <laughs> you ever fish for the – don't they have big sturgeon there too in the Columbia? They do. Uh, a lot of my buddies, I haven't done it, but yeah, you can go up and fish in the Columbia um, and pull up five, six, seven, eight foot sturgeon on the kayak and at least yeah. get them alongside the boat. You don't pull those in the boat when they're that big. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen some videos. That That's like a bucket list thing. That's, that's very cool. It's a lot of fun. They do a sturgeon social every winter. Um, it's close to Christmas time that they do that and a bunch of people get out there and line up and... Uh, play with sturgeon for for a day yeah i know jay randall goes out to idaho i think for sturgeon yeah there's huge ones out there too in the snake yeah yeah that's awesome and the only only way you're going to get a good picture with one of those is with a drone nowadays that's true <laughs> I, that would be cool if you could have drone footage right over but yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well uh what, what boat do you guys want to start out with what do you want to talk about first well, I'll, I'll let Marvin go first, and I'll go second since he has he, he's been on the team longer and has more experience with more native boats than I do. Okay, uh, you want to talk about the Slayer Max a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Start, cool. off, start off with the bang, the hot one. Woo! Yeah, it's there's a lot of buzz about that boat. It's everybody's really jazzed about that one. Yeah. Um. Well, it's twelve and a half feet, uh, thirty four inches wide. It's still a pretty heavy boat. It's about 95 pounds, but that's lighter than the Titan 10.5, which is one reason I wanted to move towards it as well, moving the, the Titans around. It's great for the really young guys that have a pickup and throw it in the back, but I've got a trailer, so it's not too bad. But, uh, you know, it, it, I look forward to a boat that's a little bit lighter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, capacity on that boat's about 500 pounds. Uh, they've, they've really changed the way the front hatch works on that. Um, they've moved the transducer bay up a little bit and made it big enough that you can use the side scan transducers now. It was a little tight before with those. Uh, and there's an integrated scupper under the hatch where you can uh, put your electronics, put the, put the battery. Um, it's it's pretty good setup. Um, and then one thing I like that they carried over from the old Slayer 12, the paddle kayak, is the space for two 3,500 boxes right on the, the side. So whatever you're mm-hmm. kind of fishing with that day, you can have two boxes right there. And then the seat base I, is the same, I really same like as the that. Titan. It's neat. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to use it all the time on my Slayer 12 because, um, you know, usually you're, whatever you're fishing that day is going to be two or three things that you kind of zero in on. And so a couple of boxes there and a couple in the seat base. And, you know, you don't have to reach behind you all the time. Um, uh, the new drive, I'm pretty excited about that. They've integrated the, the weed guard. Um, yeah. I always used a third-party weed guard on my propel drives, but it's pretty cool having it built in um, a little more solid than some of the plastic ones. And uh, what else? What am I leaving out? Um, it's, it's got that. It has the bike style foot pedals. Yeah. It does, uh, that, which, which I had upgraded. Yeah. Uh, I had upgraded that on my, on my Titan, but uh, yeah, they're built in that way now, and you can put the screws in or out. Um, no, are, the, are those plastic or metal foot pedals? They are plastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you able to put like metal uh, bicycle? Sure. Pedals? Yeah, it, okay. it, it, they use standard bike pedals, so yeah, you can swap it out with anything that you want to use. That's that's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I did a demo day in the summer and had my pedals on there, and then a bunch of people showed up and wanted to get in barefoot and pedal, <laughs> <No. laughs> which didn't didn't work so well. Yeah. But uh, we ended up using a different drive that didn't have those pedals on it. But yeah, that all worked well. Uh, so, they've upgraded the the rudder as well. It's a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was one thing with the native kayaks. A lot of guys were upgrading out of the boondocks or the Burley Pro rudders. Um, mm-hmm. And now with this new rudder, not that big a deal. I don't know. With my Titan, I really didn't feel like I ever needed to upgrade the rudder. I thought the turning radius on that was ridiculous. Um, and I'm hoping that that the Slayer Max has that same great turning radius that the Titans do. See, I saw a video that they released when, it first, uh, when they first announced it. And that guy was turning... Uh... Uh, the radius it, it looked incredible for a boat that size i was like man that looks nice <laughs> you can do donuts i mean you're going fast and when you're going fast yeah. and you hit that rudder hard uh, on the titans for sure i mean you you kind of feel like you're going to pop out of the boat yeah yeah so uh going back up to that uh transducer mount that's inside of the hatch it, it looks like it's uh it's like right behind, right behind the front hatch, right? But it's still under the lid. It's un, it's under the hatch, and the the transducer mount is near the back of the hatch. So in front of the propel drive, um, mm-hmm. and near the back of the hatch is where that is, which is great because you know when you're fishing, you want that transducer really a little in front of you, yeah, versus in the back of the boat or something. Mm-hmm. It, your readings would be a little bit more accurate to where you're fishing. Yeah, see, I'm in a bonafide, so uh, a lot of guys, uh put their transducer on the dry pod. So it's kind of, it's kind of similar, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the transducer for the Slayer Max is a little bit 
more uh, upfront than the... more forward. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Um, yeah, the Bonafide is is very similar to the Slayer XC the way mm -hmm. that works because it's got a removable pod like that that you can basically just put all your electronics in that pod and drop it in there. Um, awesome. Yeah. So these uh, foot foot drives or uh, propel drives are are they interchangeable between boats? Yeah, pretty much. Um, there were a couple little things they changed. The thwart bar in front, which is what mm -hmm. uh, where it's attached. Um, the width on that changes sometimes with different boats, depending on the width of the boat. Uh, and I think they changed, did they change the crank arms on a couple of the boats on, on one of the Titans? I think they were having an issue with it being not enough, Maybe hitting. not enough room. Yeah. 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 And in, in between where the, the hull of the boat is and where the pedals go, but just because of the narrowness, you don't have a lot of clearance. So I, I haven't heard anybody talk about that, but, uh, but yeah. I don't know from the 60 because I have a 601 drive with the 2019 and and that would be a 701. So I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen that question asked before. Good question, Brad. <laughs> I like it. Hey, that that, that was actually uh, I think Brian or Josh's question because I sent that I asked them if they had anything they wanted me to ask. So, um, I think Josh did mention he he was curious uh, how how easy it is to remove the drive and uh service it if, if it needed that's a great question um the the drive is super easy to remove that's one of the things that i like the best about the propel drive is the thing's built like a tank you know mm -hmm. you can you can crash into stumps you can crash into rocks and it'll it'll actually give a little bit it'll come back versus mm -hmm. some of the other drives out there that have no give built into them so if, if you hit something something's going to break um, the propel type really won't. It'll kick up just a little bit on you. Okay. Um, and they is, they, they make great. a latch so you can keep it down. That's right. But I don't think anybody does that because whenever you, right. the the weight of it keeps it down. So whenever you do hit a stump or you hit a log, the drive will pop up a little bit and it, it has some give, but the just the weight of it keeps it down. So that not only is it like Marvin said, built like a tank. But kind of one of the great things about how it's built into it is it has some give to it. So if you do hit something, you're not going to kill your drive. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. I don't put, I don't latch that latch unless uh -huh. I'm really cranking. If I want to get somewhere fast and I'm pedaling hard, because then once in a while it'll it'll cavitate and Move pop up bit, or something. Yeah. So then I'll do the latch. But it, like you said, if you were to hit something and that latch was there, well then what's going to happen is that latch is going to break. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little plastic latch that costs about five bucks to replace. So big deal. Um, mm -hmm. It's a sacrificial part that's in there yeah. just in case uh, it happens. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I hardly ever latch it unless I'm, I'm really pedaling hard somewhere. And the other cool thing about the design of it is there are no parts. Mm -hmm. There are no parts to take off when you want to remove the drive. You asked about taking the drive off. You actually slide two or three that third latch if you have it latched you slide those two latches and then you can just lift the drive right off um, okay. and there are no little screws or nuts or wings or any of these other things that a lot of the other drives have in order to attach them that you know what happens when you're on the boat and you've got little parts like that as you take it off and it falls down a scupper hole and it's gone yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of of the drive right now. It just looks like such a simple and sleek design. It is, and, and that that handle as well for me. 
I, whenever I'm thinking security, that that's a big reason I would take my drive out of the boat. But I don't have to do that with the native because I can put, I have like a, it's like a, uh, it's called a master lock Python. And it's just a, a cable with a lock on the end of it. And uh, I put that to, through the two handles and I put it through the handle on the drive and that, and I secure it to my truck. And I don't have a problem with having to take my drive off at night or whenever I'm going down the road or something like that. It's And the weight of it keeps it down. But I, I think initially, whenever I first bought my native, that was the, the biggest thing that drove me to a native is I want a drive that is going to be bulletproof. I want a boat that I know is going to, I'm not going to go out there and hit something and it costs me a thousand dollars, which I probably don't have to fix on my boat right then. Because I mean, I love to fish. I love being on a kayak, but it's a hobby to me. So coming up, taking a thousand dollars from the family because I drove, I broke my drive. Just it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I wanted something super durable and super reliable. And I think every there's every brand is great out there. There's, Pluses mm-hmm. and minuses to all mm-hmm. of them. They're all like, you can't have a minivan and have a race car. They all do something different. They're all engineered different. Mm-hmm. And I think on the spectrum of durability, durability and reliability for native, that would definitely be the top one to me of whenever I'm looking for a kayak and looking for a drive. That's, to me, native, that's like where they stand out more than any of the other ones is the durability and reliability. Yeah, Absolutely. You asked about maintenance too. Um, yeah, I I do all the maintenance on my own drives, um, at least the standard maintenance. Unless you know something breaks, I might get some help. But um, it, you know, it's really not that difficult. You need a couple of tools that are specialized for it. You need a spanner wrench that will open up the the casing where the gears are, the mm-hmm. upper gear casing, and a different size spanner wrench for the bottom. Uh, but Burley Pro makes a spanner wrench that's got both of those built into the spanner wrench. And you need a crank arm puller to pull the crank arms off. Um, so you pull the crank arms off, you take the spanner wrench, you open up that gear casing. Uh, about once a year I go in there, I clean all the old grease out, mm-hmm. and I add some new grease to the gears, and I close it back up, and then I do the same thing on the bottom. And that's it. It takes about maybe 30 minutes. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, yeah. So it, it's basically like um, maintaining your wheel bearings on a uh, trailer or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's very similar to that. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And um, there's a, a, usually your, uh, if you don't want to get into it, there's a lot of videos online of people doing mm-hmm. it. I know like mm-hmm. Bam out at Headwaters and, and there's a few video. different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few different ones out there. I can't think of her name right now. I hate I can't think of it. She lives in Utah. And she I got just, this. yeah, Kath- she, I, Catherine Field. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was Field. I was, I was sitting here trying to find it on my phone. She just took her drive apart. She's like, "Well, to hell with it. I'm gonna do it." And she opened it up, got this the wrench, and she did it herself. And I've never even done it because I just, you know, once or twice a year, I take it to my my dealer. They do it. Doesn't cost much. So you can yeah. either do it yourself or you can take it to your dealer. They'll That's hook right. it up. There yeah. are people who do their own oil changes, and there are people who don't. And <laughs> There's room for both in the world, right? But, yeah. Yeah. but Catherine did a good video on hers, and I gave her a lot of tips before she did it. I was talking to her oh, about okay. it, and I, and I sent her BAM's video. You mentioned BAM's video, and I sent that to her and said, here's a good video of what you need to do. And, yeah, she she figured it out. It's not it's not that complicated. 
Yeah. I haven't tackled it myself, but I'm sure one day I'll get the wrench and I'll do it. For now, my, my dealer gets, I get to go hang out with my dealer for a little bit. Hey, when you do do that, uh, record it. We'll put it on the Paddle and Finn YouTube page. Will do. <laughs> uh, one other question about the drive. I think Brian uh, had this question. I don't know if you guys knew of any plans for uh, gear ratio on the p- propel drive, like them upping it. I don't think so. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, they've looked at options of, of different things to try. They've tried different prope- propellers um, and they actually changed the propeller at one point um, mm-hmm. because of cavitation issues. Um, you know, one thing you run into with these pedal drives and with boats is the hull of the kayak has a certain speed that mm-hmm. it wants to go or, or a certain maximum speed that it wants to go. Yeah. And it's really hard to get it to go beyond that. Um, so I think when you start talking about things like gear ratio, it's in order to try to get more speed out of it, but the truth is you wouldn't get that much more speed out of it. I mean, yeah. they all are between three and six miles an hour. Every pedal kayak out there is between three and six miles an hour. Um, hey guys, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. My, my son, he's been sick and he's having respiratory issues, so unfortunately I have to go. Uh, it's all good yeah <laughs> I, yeah marvin you've had the nate the titan so you'll have to talk it up for me i'm i'm sorry but we might have to go to a hospital and all that so well, i'll talk I'm to sorry. y'all later good luck hey yeah, man be safe all right bye see ya all right so we're gonna <laughs> continue with marvin here <laughs> where were we it. we were uh talking about maintenance on the propel drive okay yeah um uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, that, that'll throw you for a curve for sure. Yeah, it's all good though. Didn't expect that. Just, ho- I just hope his son, tur- uh, uh, gets better. That's, Me too. that's the Me too. important part. Yeah. Um, I guess we can go into the materials, the material of the pro- propel drive. What, what, what does that consist of? Uh, I believe it's all cast aluminum, the, the outside of it, um, so it's all basically aluminum and steel. Uh, there's there are some plastic parts on it, but uh, mostly it's aluminum and steel. And is that is that all one piece or is it two piece? It is. I mean, there are a lot of pieces, but when yeah. it's assembled, it's one it's one piece that you remove from the from the kayak. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see here. I, I got a picture pulled up of the Slayer Max, and I'm seeing. Coming back back away from the drive, because I think we hit that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- electronics panel. Yeah, that's a pretty cool new feature that uh, people had requested. Um, you know, people get worried about drilling holes in their, yeah. their cow hole. And so that's another sacrificial part on this boat. Um, that panel is the perfect place if you're adding LEDs and you need switches. You want to put um, charging ports for your phone. Uh, there's enough room on that panel to put quite a few uh, switches or, or plugs. Um, and it's easy to replace that. If you change your mind, you want to pull that stuff off the kayak, well, then you can replace that panel for a few bucks. And that panel, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the bonafide plate on the back. Is that what it is? Kind of similar? It's very similar to that, yeah. Um, I, I think on this one, I, I'm not sure if that is starboard or if it's... Um, if it's roto molded uh, on the on the Slayer Max, but it's it's one of those, and it's it's just a flat panel that 
mm-hmm. screws into the kayak. You know, <laughs> they put brass inserts so you could screw it into the kayak in a sturdy yeah. way. But um, it, it's to get around that fear people have of, of drilling holes in their boats. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like drilling a hole in a kayak kind of devalues it too. You know what I mean? Like, because the the person buying the kayak, they always want like a clean slate. You know what I yeah. mean? Yep. So, yeah, like, the last one I sold, I sold it with the fish finder because mm-hmm. I had already drilled the holes. I had put the through ports. Everything was wired and run. And it was like, and I was thinking about going to a little bigger graph this year anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he just bought it with the with the graph and everything. Made it easy. I, I did that with my 127 back in October. And, uh, I mean, I sold everything without yeah, rod holders. Any, if it was attached to the kayak, it was with it. Because I, I didn't want to sell somebody a kayak with some holes and stuff in it. Sure, sure. They'd have to plastic weld it and all that stuff. So. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, the seat, uh, how, how, how do you feel about that uh, seat? For it's, me, it's it's one of the, if not the most comfortable seat in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody, the, Native was really the first one to do this lawn chair style seat. Um, they, and sort of everybody followed them after they did it because yeah. it was a great idea. Um, but yeah, it's super comfortable and, uh, you know, I can sit in it for eight, 10 hours, uh, fishing and, and not have any problems. Uh, and there's a high low position on that seat. The, the seat base, the way it works on the Slayer and on the Titans is there's a rotomolded seat base mm-hmm. that you attach to the kayak and then the seat goes on top of that um, and it gets screwed in in the front and then there's bungees to hold it in the back um, and you can put it in a low position especially if you're in wind or in current or offshore uh, you can go in the low position and you get a lot more stabilities you're not as worried about tipping over um, or you can put it in the high position when you're on calmer waters yeah i was gonna ask about that uh the bottom uh base that you're talking about it it goes into gear tracks that have them on the sides of the boat, right? Down on the bottom uh, platform? That's right. There are gear tracks that run along the bottom of the uh, inside of the hull. Okay. And, and then they, they it attaches just tightens, to those. tightens it down? If... That's right. Okay. There, are, there are thumb screws that go down into that track um, and basically lock it down. So when I'm transporting the kayak, I usually will pull the seat off and the propel drive off i know daniel had said he usually keeps his on but i pull it off throw it in the car um when i'm loading it on the on the trailer but i always leave that seat base in Mm -hmm. um because it's so low profile anyway uh and it's it's locked in pretty tight yeah so that seat base like it's kind of interesting because there's a lot of kayaks where the their seat will sit into the actual mold of the uh kayak and mm-hmm. that kind of causes a lot of issues with cracking and stuff. You're not going to get that with that Slayer Max seat because it's sitting on that big base. I- I'm guessing if you do have issues, the, the base is going to crack, and then you're going to have to replace it maybe. But I don't know how much of a problem that's going to be. Well, and it's roto-molded, so it it, it gives, you know, yeah. like, like the plastic of the kayaks. It, it flexes, you know, in the sun and heat and cold. It's going to move around and stuff anyway. 
one time, one reason that I leave the seat base in is exactly what you're describing because it it does give and flex, and sometimes it's a little harder to get the screws into the into the track where you want them to go. So if I leave the base locked in, then it's usually really easy to put the seat in. Um, on back on my old like Slayer 12, it it worked the way you you were describing, where it had slots that were molded into the kayak that you had to put the seat into, mm-hmm. and if you had uh, stored the kayak on its side for a while and you went to put the seat in, like it didn't want to fit. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to push out on the kayak and <laughs> kind of force the seat to go down in there or put it out in the sun for, you know, an hour on yeah. its bottom and it would stretch, it would give and stretch out. I, I used to be in a, uh, old town predator MX and that, that was one of the common problems people had their seats not fitting in between yeah. the gunnels. Yeah, that seat works the same basic way. That that one's a little more complicated, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's got those slots that you have to slide the seat down into. Yeah, that, that's cool though. I like the base idea. It, that it gives me a little bit of peace of mind. It, like if I'm get uh, interested in getting this kayak, that's one of the selling points, I think. It's great for storage too. It will hold about four uh, 3,500 or 3,600 boxes. Um, or if you have the big... Uh, 3,700 boxes, you can put a couple of those down there as well. There's also some little um, holders for tools mm-hmm. that you can use on it, and it's got some little tie-downs so you can, you know, tether your tools to the to the base. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know you could do all that. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> there are a lot of little features like that that you can, you look at the boat and you go, oh, they really thought about this. There are little yeah. details that they thought about. Um, and for some reason, uh, native doesn't really talk about those things much. They just are like, oh yeah, we just put that in there to make it easy for you. Great. Cool. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, we, we did that. I mean, it was on accident. No, it was nothing, you know, <laughs> that's funny. So this, uh, moving back from the seat, I think we covered the seat pretty well. It looks like you guys have like a huge, uh, well back there. How big yeah. is that? Uh, you know, I don't have the measurements on it, but it, it is big. Um, it's at least as big, I would say, as the one on the Titan 12. It's not as wide as the Titan 12, but uh, that that bay is is really deep. I mean, there's plenty of room to put a black pack turned long ways. That, that okay. would easily fit in there. He's back. I'm back. Sorry about that little emergency. So <laughs> good. So we're, we're talking about the rear well on the uh, Slayer Max now. We're working towards the back. And okay. He, he, he just mentioned that we uh, you can turn the black pack either way in the very back. So that's And the Max, too? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know I can do that in my Titan. That's one of my favorite. I, I really enjoy that. I, I think somebody like, you see Greg Blanchard, and he's got this big, massive thing in the back. And yeah. I just have a regular black pack, but... I, I can put a bunch of rods on it, so it's great, you know. Yeah, I've got a buddy with a big uh, husky toolbox. Same ideas as what Blanchard did, um, and he's got I don't know eight rod holders on it and everything. And he he had a, a Titan thirteen five last. Going to have the Titan twelve this season. Mm-hmm. Native Pro staff guy, um, but yeah, he's a little worried about how well it's going to fit in the twelve. And we'll see. We'll see if it fits in. I know it wouldn't fit in in the Max, but uh, I think the Black Pack will be just fine. I don't think I'll have any trouble. Hmm. This um, 
uh, this live uh, live well, the rear well here. Are you able to store coolers back there, like the Yeti or anything? Sure. Okay, you, it's that big. You don't have a black back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't have the measurements on that bay, but um, so I'm not sure exactly how big a cooler would go back there, but mm -hmm. uh, absolutely a you know small to medium sized cooler would go. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's that's another big selling point for I know a lot of people. Storage is important it, for me. It's important. Um, so you got the waterproof hatch. You got a, a rudder. It looks like, and then power pole ready on the back. So that's yep, ready pre, to just screw right in. Yeah, pre pre drilled holes on the back. Yeah, yeah, with brass inserts, so you don't have to worry about you know strength because those brass inserts are molded into the into the kayak when they make it. It's it's pretty similar to the SS-127 in that regard. They have yeah. the same thing on the back. The yeah. other thing that I didn't realize until recently that they've done, which is just, it's such a simple little thing, but it's genius, is, um, you know, there's a piece of track along the back where the two handles are. Uh -huh. That's all. That's also track. And one issue on the Titans oh, wow. is if you wanted to attach something to that track, you couldn't get a T-bolt in past the handles. The handle would stop the T-bolt from sliding into the middle. So you'd have to get your screwdriver out and unscrew the handle and take it off and take the handle off and then put your T-bolt <laughs> in and all that. Well, what they've done is there's a slot right in the middle of this um, track where you can just drop a T-bolt in and slide it over. That's um, nice. Hey, that's my dog. Sorry. <laughs> He's excited. He's like, who are you oh, talking to? Don't worry. That happens all He the loves time. that idea. <laughs> but if you look at... Uh, uh, Stop it, Marvin uh, Maubin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's, he's another, yeah, he's another uh, of our native pro staff guys, and he just did a total walkthrough on the Slayer Max, uh, a video for that on his channel, and he, that was the first time I had seen that slot. He showed it, and he's like, "This is great." Yeah, isn't it, isn't it funny? Like how even the littlest thing like that just makes us happy. Oh yeah, these tiny things. <laughs> I'm gonna get it's the awesome. So I did not know that there was tracks on the back. I, I, I've, I've looked this boat over. I've seen videos. I've never seen the little tracks on the back. I think that's cool. The front handle, too. The front handle is tracked. Okay. That's real. And, and the handles on the side are part of the track. That, that's, that's something Native done, has done for a long time is they'll just install track along the way, and then they'll put those foam handles on the track. Uh, so you get a lot of strength out of those handles because you've got all those different screw points all the way down the track. And I, I know y'all already talked about, it, but the mounts on the front, have you decided, are you going to do something with that? Do you have I something? Think, I think I'm going to do a uh, dual anchor wizard on the oh, yeah. mat. All right. You know, uh, a lot of people will do micro power pole in the back and then they'll do an anchor wizard in the front or something to get two points of anchor. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Part of me, I don't want that pole sticking up all the time. I already have my rods back there, and I, I already get those into trees too too often. <laughs> I, I don't need a giant yeah. pole getting in there, and the cost of it and everything, and, it, yeah. and the weight, and you know, just all those things. A battery, another battery. Um, so I like the idea of having an anchor wizard that goes up to the front and drops out of that front handle because yeah. with the design of it, it's a little like the Bonafide. It is. There's yeah. a handle going perpendicular to the boat. Yep. And then that slot, so you can just drop a, an anchor right through that front handle um, and then drop one out of the chute on the back. 
and bam, bam, there I've got my two points of anchor. I, I don't think I'll move even in Columbia River wind. Oh, yeah, that that is cool. What 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 are other things people are mounting on those back gear tracks that you mentioned? Uh, cameras. It's a okay. perfect spot to put a camera if you're going to put that, you know, behind uh, behind your head view. It's it's really nice and far back to do it. Um, the your, your, your the light pole. Oh yeah, yeah light yeah. pole exactly. Yeah, that's some good ideas. Uh, th- throw a uh, yak that yak attack the new camera mount pole on the back. That'd be cool. I don't know if you guys seen that or not. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be re- that'd be real cool. Uh, d- did we talk about the, uh, the, ma- the mount for the motor on the front? We didn't. What? Yeah, I, I just saw that. It'll talk about that a little bit. I know that that's kind of like a new canoe feature a little bit. I, I know D- Derek Brundle, uh, KBF, uh, fisherman, he, he throws his, uh, motor guide on the front there. Is that something that that's made for? That's one of the ideas with with having the screws up there is that you you can put a, a trolling motor up there and control it and and I know Headwaters has done a couple of kayaks with with motor guides up there. That's cool. <laughs> and from 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 what I've heard, kind of the I I don't know anything for sure, but I hear that there's some uh, there's definitely going to be some kind of trolling motors coming out this year for that four hole bracket. So at at ICAST so. Maybe there'll be something coming out this year that you'll be able to put on the front of that kayak. Well, what kind of room, like who's making those, do you think? I, I don't even know. I, I just, oh. I've heard from a couple of people that there's some stuff coming out. So The kayak fishing store has a, has a bunch of different mounts for yeah. a lot of different native kayaks uh, for the back and the front. Um, like uh, my Manta Ray Propel, he's got a mount on the back where you can add a power pole to that, which is tough because that kite gets really skinny in the front mm-hmm. and really skinny in the back. So he just puts mm-hmm. a big piece of starboard um, that you can mount it to. And so, he, and, and that that that's a great promo for the kayak store. They're they're up in the northeast, and they make so many cool things for the native. Like like Marvin was saying, they've got. I mean, for the ultimate, for the Slayer, they're just all, always coming out with new new designs and new things and 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 that guy he he makes like a you can send a, your propel drive to him and he'll custom paint it yeah. like any color you Probably. want so you can yeah you can trick out your drive and Chris hey, Parson uh, is, Chris, is the guy yeah, up there, Chris up there. And, uh, yeah they they have everything and they're a great resource cuz they carry in stock all the parts for all the native kayaks too all the propel drive parts and the kayak parts you know, dealers will usually carry some parts, but they don't carry a lot of parts, but mm-hmm. he carries them all. So between native or him, usually you can get pretty much any part you need. Yeah, that'd be, that's nice. That's real mm-hmm. nice. So I think we covered the Slayer Max pretty well. I mean, front to back here. Um, we can switch over to the native Titan. I, I know the 12 is what Dan has, and then you got the 10 and a half. Is that what you were in? I had the ten and a half last season. Yep. Okay, and are are both of these kayaks pretty similar? They're they're just yeah. one and a half shorter. Uh, yeah, and a different hatch. Different hatch. Yeah. Length okay. and a different hatch. That's all really right. Cool. It. So let, let's just go ahead and talk about that then. Uh, uh I mean, we'll, we'll we'll pick out the differences between the ten and ten and a half and the twelve. But uh, in general, let's just talk about the native Titan. Uh, Dan, what do you got? 
Um, well, I, I have a couple of stats here on the the Titan 12. It's 12 feet, 39 inches wide, so ultra wide, uh, 109 pounds without the drive, 133 fully rigged. So it's it's definitely heavy. There's no doubt about that. It drafts 13 inches, 500 pound capacity. Uh, the 10 and a half is 10, nine, 37 and a half wide, 97 pounds unrigged, 121 fully rigged. Again, 500 pound capacity. And then let's just say it, the Titan 13 and a half, it's a boat. It's a single man. <laughs> it's a vessel. Yeah. You should say SS, whatever you name it. It's a, that one's 13, six, 41 and a half inches wide. And let's say, let's just say you would have to be a strong man to, to pick up the fully rigged weight. Total, it's 178 pounds. So it really is like a boat. And uh, uh, the capacity is 550 pounds, which, wow! how, how could you put them? You know, what, what are you putting in there that's 550 pounds? Two, adult, really, I, two adult men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. And a lot of people, they'll carry their kids in the back of their Titans yep. and things like that because you have so much capacity. But I, I've kind of seen where you can have a 13.5, but I haven't seen anybody tournament fishing that's really using more than a 12. Have you up there? It's it's the twelve is the Goldilocks size again with yeah. that. It, it really is the sweet spot. You know they did the thirteen and a half first. That was the first one of the Titans, and people lost their minds about it. Uh, and they came out with the uh, the twelve and the ten and a half. And the twelve is the one that seems like most people gravitate towards. Uh, you know our teammate Kagan here in Oregon. He was in the thirteen and a half last year, and yeah, I've carried that thing up from the ramp with him and stuff and put it on the trailer. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, heavy. it's a bear. You got to be a young, strong guy for that. I, I, I think for some lighter guy, maybe like Greg Blanchard, Mike Elsie, a couple other team guys, the super light guys that, you know, th there's no reason to have a 12, a 10 and a half is a good. So uh, yeah, it's fine yeah. for me and I'm not a tiny guy, but I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, average size. Yeah. I, well, I did not I'm realize. I'm a little heavier than average, so I have the 12. <laughs> well, yeah, I have that problem, too. <laughs> yeah, you know. I didn't realize that those uh, Titans were that wide. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Again, that, that's kind of the engineering thing of where the Slayer Max is a good in-between. Uh, the Titan is towards the other end of the spectrum where if you're looking for ultimate stability... Yep. There just isn't a more stable boat. If, if stability and capacity are your things, tighten. And that's just, you know, I don't think anybody can argue with that, that they are the most stable boat on the market for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I understand. I understand now. I, I've always heard you say that it's super stable. And I'm just like, what makes it what makes it more stable? But now I understand. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's the whole design and it's that 39-inch yeah. width. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it is crazy stable. It's it's not just the where you have that first a bit like in the bona fide where you'll have that first stability, then you have your secondary. It's just stable the whole time. That's right. Like I'm two fifty, I get up, stand up. There's no you never have that tip feeling and then it's safe. It's just always safe. Well the you know, the bona fide's got a ton of that initial stability too. Yeah. <laughs> Dog just dropped a <laughs> knocked a light over. Um <laughs> So uh, the Bonafide is really initial stability is great on that boat, too. Um, yeah. But you're right. Like the Slayer, my old Slayer, the initial stability, you know, you could feel it go back and forth. 
And then you lean a little further and, and you feel it lock when it gets into that secondary stability. And from what I understand, the Slayer Max is going to be a little bit more like that. The Titan, yeah. just like you said, I mean, I can do dumb stuff in the Titan that I probably shouldn't do. You know, <laughs> yeah. tipping my head over to the side to grab something. You know, I've gotten good because I've used kayaks that were a little tippy about keeping my center of gravity right here. Mm -hmm. yeah. But on the Titan, yeah, it kind of spoils you where you can yeah. pretty much do anything. It's like being on a boat. Yeah. yeah. Like not knock on wood, but I, I truly like you go out in the winter, it's the ultimate winter boat because you're I don't know what you would have to do to flip it. I I, I really don't. I mean I, I'm sure there's a point where you could do it, but you can go out in the winter and feel safe. You're you're just it would have to be something crazy to happen to tip that thing over. I, mm. I don't think I've heard of anybody flipping yeah. one yet. Uh oh. you can fall out of it, you know, if you if you're standing yeah. up and you lean over, you'll fall out of it. But, um, you know, and even like the two boats in that class are the Titan and the Hobie PA, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the same basic class of boat. And even the PAs, I do know a handful of people who have flipped their PAs. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't heard anybody who's flipped a Titan yet. It's, uh, it's just too, too flat and too wide. That's Actually, being from the coast, like Biloxi and... I mean, shrimp, you know, you think Biloxi, you think shrimp boats and the kind of the holes made the same way. If you would look at like a, you know, a lot of shrimp boats, how they, it's more of a, just the way the rudder built, I don't know how to explain it. But if you looked at the bottom of a shrimp boat and you looked at the bottom of that, they're made the same. Hmm. Interesting. So it's, it's a shrimp boat. They stole there their go. design. They stole the design yeah. from... <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned these things are 121 pounds, 130 pounds. Uh, yep. what, what is it? The width plus a little bit more plastic that makes them heavier. Yeah. Okay. And, hey. and that, that that that's actually one of the kind of what I've heard is maybe some of the capabilities of, you know, I think whenever everybody heard about the merger, heard about mm -hmm. big adventures where bona fide and native. They're still going to be their own brands, but they also come with their own competencies to where they have a new equipment and a new oven to where you hear the team manager and he's saying that we're going to be able to get a thinner hole and mm -hmm. still have the same strength. So I, I would imagine that the that although the native the Titan is great now, I think here in the future, whenever a next the next iteration of it comes out, you're going to get one that's might be a little bit lighter because they're able to make the same strength hole, but a little bit uh, thinner plastic. So I, I think in the future, and not only is Native and Titan a great boat now, but mm -hmm. in the future, it's heading to, it's even going to get better. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard the same thing. And, you know, I don't know if I'm giving away trade secrets, but one of the yeah. things before was the boats that were like under 12 foot were made on a different roto mold than the, like the 13 and a half and the other, and the other bigger boats like that. And, and just like Daniel's saying, there was just more plastic on those boats. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, it's just a different mold. It's a different, different device. And the, and the one from Bonafide is, is newer, nicer. They're, they're really jazzed about that one. And it should make a big difference in the manufacturing. Yeah. yeah so uh, just out of my curiosity, how, how thick do you think the hole is on the Titan? Uh, you know, when I Ooh. put on a Forstner bit, to drill a hole in the hull, it always shocks me. I'm like, man, it's still going. It's still going. Yeah. And then pop, it goes through. It's, you know, it's 
five sixteenths. Yeah, yeah. It's at oh. least three sixteenths and and maybe five sixteenths in places. That's crazy. Okay, so and that I know. I'm trying to think. Uh, other uh, different brands that I've had, they they're probably three sixteenths. So it's it's probably a little bit less than double. I would probably say. It you it's, know it depends on yeah. the kayak, but um, that thirteen and a half, the the hole on that thing is thick. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But uh, uh, again, so if, if if you're buying a thirteen, like you're just getting a boat, you know. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. I mean, you ought to have, you really ought to have a trailer that you can get down in the water and just water launch that is the easy way to do it if you're doing the 13 half. And we did that um, with, with Keggins. We'd, we'd go to a lot of tournaments together and we went and fished Lake Havasu last year, uh, KBF trail event there. And yeah, that's what we'd do is just back my trailer to the water and slide them right off into the water. Yeah, that's, that's what I like to do when I'm fishing lakes. Rivers is a little bit tougher, but. Yeah, yeah, and I, I fish a lot of rivers too, and I love river fishing, and I love, you know, I like fishing small water too, um, and that's why I'm getting the Falcon 11 is I want something little and light that I can fish those kinds of places. Yeah, I'm trying to scale down on my river trips because the, the 127 is just a little bit too much for my rivers here in Ohio, especially yeah. especially when I'm by myself. I, I mean, I, I want something that I can drag easier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Falcon 11, take a look. That's that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. It's 52 pounds, I think, is the weight of it. That's not bad at all. And 11 foot, which is great for, you know, class two rivers, even up to class three, you could you could do no problem with it. Is that a sit-in or sit on top? Uh, it is on a sit top. on top. Yep. Paddle Ooh. kayak, you know, no, no pedal drive. It does have a transducer bay built in it, which is kind of neat for a inexpensive uh, paddle kayak. It only costs seven ninety nine. Oh, that's uh, not bad at all. Yeah, it's for a budget kayak with, with the standard native seat and a transducer bay and electronics pod. I mean, it's a lot of features for for a boat that cheap. Yeah, so a lot of companies are doing this nowadays. You, you yeah. see Jackson with the bike, the bike. Yeah. Bonafide with the RS one seventeen. Well, it's I, pretty, pretty cool. Everybody just wants to keep people having a send and, you know, that rather than making their first boat, you know, let have them go to a big box store and buy something that they're not necessarily going to be happy with. That mm-hmm. you know, I think all these companies are starting to realize that if you give a product offering that's a little bit less expensive, they're probably not going to keep it that long for a lot of people because people usually buy a boat and then a year later or so they'll move up to the next one because they realize they want they love the sport and they want something super nice mm-hmm. so why, why not make it offering at that price point too and uh, the, absolutely the is, yeah and they're going to yeah. hold their value better you're going to be able to sell yeah. that oh, uh, yeah. that native boat or that bonafide boat for more money than you would uh one of these other big box store boats and i see so many people online ask that same question is the Ascend a great boat? Is this a great boat or that? And yeah. I think a lot of times your best answer is going to be, even if it's on the secondary market where you're buying a native or or whatever brand you like, if you're buying a, a secondhand one from somebody who's had one for a little bit, it's going to hold your the value better than a Sun Dolphin or you know mm-hmm. Shadowcaster or whatever you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I think. Ki- uh, the, these cheaper kayaks are also getting more people in the sport also yeah 
True. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. It's awesome. It, they they want to grow the sport, so they're they're offering all these different kayaks at a cheaper price point, and I think everybody's eating it up. Yeah. But that but on the Titan, uh, just going backwards, it's pretty much the same as the Slayer talked about that. Um, they, they they went with the 701 drive, which is the 2020 drive, where it has the weed guard and the integrated foot bikes bicycle foot pedals. Um, it doesn't have the side slots for the 3600 boxes, but there is a lot of uh, on that Titan seat base. It's a high low, and there's plenty of room. I put four on. I don't have a riser on mine. Some people decide because the Titan is so stable uh, with you can get a three inch lift on them and even, I mean, you can be up super high if you want to, but the, uh, you could fit, uh, I've seen people with like toolboxes underneath their seats now, <laughs> but I, I, can, I fit four 3600s under mine with no issue at all. Uh, there's some little bungee cords that keep it down but so behind that. Uh, there's the tank. Well, is just enormous. I have my black pack sideways not just long ways, but um, I have eight rod holders on it and Ooh, no man. problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm crazy. I, I, came, <laughs> I, I came from a bass boat, so I'm, yeah. I carry a yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I keep a, like I have a big giant tub in my front hatch. And to me, even though I'm 250 and uh, 5'11", 250, so I got some weight on me. I'm able to get up into that front hatch and access, uh, I keep my food or, I have a big giant storage tray as, uh, as well as my battery tray that I have. I keep a ton of stuff up there and you're able to get to it real easy and uh-huh. get over the drive. So there's no issue there. So even if you don't want to keep everything in the back, you can keep a ton of stuff up front. And uh, yeah, then behind that, I have a couple of aftermarket things. That I really think like Marvin was saying, you don't necessarily need them, but you know, some people want to put rims on their truck. They want the big sure. gnarly sure. tires. So you know, I've tricked mine out. I've got a few uh, Burley Pro things, and I have the Next Level Designs handle. That one. Oh yeah, Ryan. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing. It's very cool, and I've even got the knob on it. But that one is like the most you don't need. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. love it. the little handle is cool, but yeah, I think I think anyone has to realize that native they're trying to keep the price point down, so a lot of people could afford it. And and they've seen some things that people are having to buy aftermarket with the weed guard on the drive, uh, a little bit longer rudder. So they're seeing the bike pedals. They're seeing things, and they don't want you to have to go buy that. So they're adding some of those things right. for the 2020. And so, but you know, you can trick your stuff out as much as you want to, but you don't have to have it for it to be a complete and great functioning boat. Yeah, they were paying a lot of attention to what people were doing, and yeah. it seemed like there was a high percentage of people that were swapping out the pedals mm-hmm. and swapping out the, the steering cables. The old steering cables were, were steel and now they've gone to a, a spectra type material. Um, you know, occasionally people would have those cables break, uh, cause there was a fray point where, uh, they would attach. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're paying attention and making those upgrades. The weed guard is another one, but you mentioned Ryan, uh, uh the next level handle, He's yeah. up here in Oregon as well. And oh, is he? Yeah, people are chomping at the bit oh, to, yeah. uh, for the Slayer Max. They're like, do you have it for the Slayer <laughs> Max yet? He's kind of waiting for me to get my Slayer Max so he can measure it, so he oh, can see, so he can spec that out. But, yeah, he measured Kegan's this past season, his uh, Titan 13.5, to get the Titan measurements from that. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> I've got one with the two spacers, and I mean, it's like out of solid aluminum. It is a beautiful thing. I mean, just to look at it, it's almost like art. It is. It, you know, it's all billet aluminum that he does yeah. on a CNC machine. And um, I think when that becomes important, maybe it's not then just for, for show, is like you said, when people are putting seat risers in and they're raising their seat even higher because then that handle becomes kind of hard to reach. Mm -hmm. um, and one th that's one thing that changed on the Titans this year is the seat is a little bit higher from the factory. Um, again, because they were paying attention to people buying seat risers. So they're like, all right, well, we'll make seat a little higher. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Another I love... difference on... Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I love when companies pay attention to that kind of stuff and give the people what they want. Yeah, they, they listen. You know, they asked us about the Slayer before mm -hmm. they came out with it. They're like, well, what should we do? Give us your feedback. So all, all the pro staff people kind of chimed in on that. And a few of the pro staff guys were heavily involved with uh, the That's design awesome. of that kayak. Um, one difference on the Slayer and the Titan, uh, because of that extra width, is on the sides of the seat when you're in the Titan, there's a lot of space mm -hmm. between, yeah. Oh, yeah. between the gunnels and the seat. So that's a great place to put your hog trough mm -hmm. or your catch board or whatever you're using. Um, and other things you can actually store in there. There's not so much room on, on the Slayer Max in that crack. There's a there's a yeah. small gap there. So you could put something thin in there, but that's about it. Like on, on mine, I, I, not only do I keep my, I mean, on both sides of the seat, you have, tool uh little tool things so you can keep your your scissors your pliers and all that and i have a donkey leash there as well but you have so much room on the side that i have my hog trough that i keep on the floor of the boat and then my boondocks groovy landing gear is in the back and i have roto grip um rod hold uh paddle yep. holders on there yeah, attack, so i yep. keep yeah i keep two rods on that that go front to back and so i can really fit I keep ten, my paddle ten, off that's, to that's side. That's 10 rods. Yeah. yeah. So I have eight. Well, I can keep four that way if I need to. So I could, I, in my boat, well, I can okay. carry up to 12 rods. Do I hear 16? No, just 12. <laughs> I, I try to keep it below. I, I, I try not to get crazy and just 10 is my <laughs> oh, okay. number. Yeah, Dude, I, I only own five rods, man. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I came from a bass boat world, so yeah. I wanted the four capacity. Four is difficult for me. I, I usually bring four, but if I'm in a tournament, I might bring five or six, but that's yeah. that's about it. It just yeah. depends on if you're on the fish or not, because if you're on the fish, all you need is two. Well, that's the funny thing. You, I, I'll bring six rods out sometimes, but if they're hitting that one thing, I'm going to use that one rod that's all right. day long, yep. and the rest <laughs> is going to sit there. I just no. have too much time to prepare. Like if I go out there and I don't have everything ready, I feel like I didn't prepare enough. So you, know, you and you Sam, dude, thing. you yeah. and Sam are the same person. It's like a perfect pair on the reel down. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we're on the same show, I guess. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I'm glad that you uh, brought up the uh, spaces on the side. I was going to ask about that with the Slayer Max. You hit that, so that's cool. Um, uh, we can start winding this down though. Uh, I do want to hear like a pro, like a pro and a con if you have any you you probably don't but uh, of the native Titan um, take away stability though what, what what's your favorite part of the boat uh, take away stability capacity <laughs> capacity I mean yeah. I, I you yeah. know I, it, it just really is 
And but you know, no boat is perfect. I, I think whenever one thing people see a video and they see a little bit of water in the in the bottom where your feet are, and they're like, "Oh Lord, what is that?" I I think for a lot of people, because whenever I first got mine, I didn't know what to do. I put a little bit of weight in the front, and it evened it out. So That's now. Right. That's right. I have I have very seldom have any water in the front or I put in the scuppers or if it's going to rain a bunch, I take them out, stand up, the water goes out, put scuppers back in. So I I think that kind of holds some people off from the Titan. So that hadn't been an issue for me once I figured out because I had so much crap in the back because, yeah. you know, That's I carry right. 12 rods. I got 10 tackle boxes, my lunch box in the back. At my power pole and everything else on the back that once I moved some forward, I was good. So I, I think that can be a negative. Um, and the weight it, it is, but because you can't engineer everything perfectly, like I said before. Yeah. So to have something that stable, if you want something that stable, the thing you're giving up is weight for me. One person, I have a trailer now, but before that I put in the back of my truck, it's heavy getting up the ramp, but uh, I think a normal person can do it, uh, but it it is definitely heavy. You know, if if you're if you have health issues or something like that, and you don't have a trailer where you can just launch it right on the water, it would be more of a difficult boat for you, for sure. Yeah. And then you'd have to look at something else. And but age, I, you know, yeah. depending on what age you are and whether you want to move a boat that big, yeah, absolutely. That's right. And and the other, I I think not even about the boat, but me being newer to the team is I'm just happy with native. I mean, they're, I call them, I talk to yeah. them. The customer service is great. If you look at all the different Facebook groups, there's so many people talking about it and trying to help each other. That's great. You've got Chris up at the kayak store who's making all these cool aftermarket things, next level designs with the handles. So it's not only do you get a kayak, you take it home, you don't know what to do with it, but you have all these different, information that you can get and different companies that you can go for for to trick it out and or if you need help or anything else so and and that's you know you, you have to have that Definitely. yeah it's i i think you you hit the nail on the head there it's there's this trade-off that happens and sometimes people don't realize that especially if they're new um that you have to give something to get something else and so if you want a kayak that's really stable and that's what we see all the time and i think that's fear-based I think people yeah. generally say that because they're afraid of, of flipping a boat and they're thinking about, you know, river kayak people that are rolling their boats and stuff. And they think, oh, that's what it's going to be like if I'm a kayak angler. <laughs> um, but the truth is, like, what you got to ask is what's stable enough for you It yeah. is, you know, and people go towards they gravitate towards the really wide kayaks, the Titan, the Hobie Pro Angler, the the new canoe and stuff, because they are so wide and stable. But you got to think about what you're giving up. You're giving up stability. Or, I mean, you're giving up speed, you're giving up maneuverability. Um, you know, the I don't know. It, it, I, I prefer kayaks that are a little narrower and a little faster mm -hmm. than a really big, fat, wide kayak. Um, and that's what I had last season. I'm like, well, let me do this for, for a year at least and see. And, you know, I really dug it in a lot of ways, but I also missed that, that speed and maneuverability. So, so really, the answer is more kayaks. <laughs> Just have That's a bunch of them. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There's no, there is no one size fits all kayak. There's just yeah. no such thing. So, so that's basically your con for the Titan ten and a half. Then, 
weight and speed are, are my cons on it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, so what's your pro? Pro, I, I mean, I, I'm right with Daniel there. I think if you're going to take stability out of it, then it's um, the storage is great. Um, I like the lines of that kayak a lot. It's it's got a really nice um, line to it. It looks really cool. So so did the Manta Ray. Um, you know, same thing. That's a really sleek looking boat. Um, it's got some junk in the trunk, man. I, I dig it that. It does. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm okay with that thing, right? Like that freaked yeah. a lot of people out when they first came out with the time. Like what? What, what happened? Because no one had done that. Like nobody chopped off the back of a kayak. But what happened is because of the way the rudder is configured and that chopped off back, that's what creates that insane turning radius that the, that the mm -hmm. Titans have. And the Slayer's going to have the same thing because it's got that same, same junk in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I had to throw that curveball in there because I know you, you, you mentioned Native and everybody's always like, Stability! So I, I just wanted to hear something else. With Titan, um, for sure. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see if that's still the buzz now, if the Slayer Max sells like it has been, if it continues to sell like it has been, and people are a lot of people are going to Slayers. It's going to be interesting to see yep. what the buzz is then. I can see it as more of an all-around boat that kind of suits more people. I, I think the Slayer Max is probably where a lot of people are going to fall. The, mm -hmm. the Titan will take a hit, but you know it's that good middle ground like the Bonafide 127 where it's, you can do a little bit of everything with it. Slayer Max is going to, that's going to suit a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's that's where I think like that Slayer XC. Like yeah. for me, that's the one to compare to the Bonafide because they're, they're paddle kayaks. They both have ridiculous initial stability, right? They're both really stable and have lots of storage. The difference is that skeg, the, re, the retractable skeg on the XC means if I put that skeg down, I can get on a lake and paddle and it tracks just as straight as can be and then i pop that skeg up and you can take your paddle and do one big stroke like this mm. and turn 180 degrees in one stroke that's cool uh, so when you're on a river you pop that skeg up and now i've got all this control for um staying where i want to stay it's and that's what the the bonafide i love that boat it is a super stable boat i love a lot of the features on it some of the really cool things that that luther and his team came up with on it um but it's not the greatest riverboat because of the catamaran hole because of the stability the tracking of it it's it's sort of like the wilderness radar it tracks really well which means it's not a great riverboat you know it's, it's more of a lake boat gotcha well, cool. Uh, we're a little bit over an hour here, so we can start winding and it, winding <laughs> it down. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we I have a feeling we could talk forever. I mean, oh, yeah. we could. So. Indeed. That, they have such a big lineup and so many different things. You, yeah. you could go all night. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess I uh, quickly here, I just wanted to get your opinions on the merger. How do you guys feel about it? I feel pretty good about it. I think that uh, it's going to be really interesting to see when the mind meld happens, when in you know two years, three years, when we start coming out with some of these new products mm -hmm. where you have all those minds working on it together, what are they going to come up with? Yeah. You know, that's that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, uh, I can see, oh, see some big uh, industry changing things coming in the future. I. I think for me, I see, obviously, Luther, for him, 
he's the manufacturing guru. He comes from that background, whether it's Shack Attack. The man, he is a great at manufacturing. And you take what the design team and what everybody at NATO's have, was able to do before, and then you're able to make those processes better. I think you're only going to come out with a, a better kayak. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on the team. I'm excited to see where it goes. And if anybody has any questions about Native, shoot me an email or holler at me on Facebook. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm already uh, working with Native. I'm already talking to some of the people that came over with Luther uh, that are on the team at Native now, too. So, mm. it, it, you know, there are different people we're talking to. And so far, great. I, I, I got no complaints at all. Awesome, man. I know, I know I'm excited as a Bonafide team team member, man. Uh, I, I'm kind of hoping that pro, pro, Propel Drive comes over to Bonafide. <laughs> yeah. That drive's and, and awesome. There, <laughs> there, there's going to be some things that are going to bleed over. They'll be their own yeah. companies, but it, the technology will be shared, I'm sure. So yeah, I, I don't see how there wouldn't be one. I'm, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. 127 with the Propel Drive. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Well, all right, man. We're we're gonna wind this down. Uh, Marvin, you got any uh, plugs? Anybody want to thank? Any sponsor shoutouts? I think we already did sponsor shoutouts. Yeah, Next Adventure is my dealer up here. They're our number one sponsor for kayak fishing Northwest. Um, uh, they're they've been a great supporter. NRS is another big sponsor of ours. So those, those are my top two. The awesome. best stuff. Oh, yeah. I love their stuff. How do you? Yeah. Right. Right. Like it, you, you put awesome. you put some of their stuff on some of their clothes or tops or paddling tops and it's like, God, they know what they're doing. That's so good. That's so nice. <laughs> Dan, I'll give you the option too. I don't. I know you don't get to do it very often. So who, who no, you got? I, I only have native. I'm I'm a one man, <laughs> one man kind of guy. I, okay, yeah. we need but to no, get I'll, you on I'll, the bending branches team, man. Yeah, I don't paddle that often though. I have one on my lunchbox paddle park, which. If you don't have one, see Chris at the kayak store. I don't know why more people don't have them. You, you're great. able to keep your paddle out to us. I'm, I'm like, why doesn't everybody have one of these? But, I, I could talk 10 more minutes about that for sure. <laughs> I love I, saying I, it. like a whole other subject. It's the funnest thing in the world to say. TKFS Lunchbox Paddle Park. I just want to say it over and over. Well, but uh, yeah. Let, let's do this. Uh, since we're a product review segment here, may, maybe we can have you come back on again. And then uh, oh, we yeah. can talk about the cut. Talk about the kayak store. Even have the guy that who runs it on the. Oh yeah, Chris would That's great. who you should have on this show for sure. That yeah. he, he is amazing what he is doing. Yeah, we could talk about them. We could talk about Dakota Lithium batteries. We could talk about all kinds of other other people that are doing great products. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, we again we appreciate you coming on, Marvin. Uh, thanks again, Dan, for setting it up and uh, uh, hooking all this stuff up so we could talk. Yeah, man. Good. Thank you. It's Thanks, been guys. fun. Uh, Appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys uh, next uh, Thursday. I, I always want to say Friday because I'm used to being on the real down steel. I don't know why. But, yeah, we'll see you guys next week, and you guys have a good weekend. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to 
Follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at Paddle and Finn. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.